With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to Row Z and since the last time we spoke the world of football has turned upside down as Spurs tumble out of the top four. Arsenal actually managed to put a run of form together and Manchester United oh good Manchester United are still a total shambles I did not write this intro but in some very sad news we've lost the gravelly voiced hero of Row Z the brave noble man who single-handedly kept a substandard group of colleagues with no talent afloat. Yes that's right Joe has finally had his throat removed and Sean Dyche has been sacked. Hello, welcome to Rosette. My name is Hannah East. Joe is here, but he's only on the chat, thank God. So he's able to speak in a feeble, creepy little voice, um, but he's going to be piping up in the chat. So this week, joining us as ever is Mike and Simon Harkness. How are you doing, lads? Yeah, good. yeah, great, thanks. Thank you so much for having me on again. Again. It's an absolute thrill. <laughs> I don't know if that's really sarcastic or if you've been serious there. <laughs> it, it did sound a little bit Genuine sarcastic, thrill. didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and how, yeah, no, this is lovely. How are you, Mike? How have you been? I mean, I cannot believe you actually read out that that intro. I only I got know. to the to the the heroic bit. I didn't realise he was actually <laughs> slamming us as well after that. I know. It's so, like, the way he wrote play. it is if he's died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like we should use that as if you ask me. Here <laughs> <laughs> he is. I think we should use that as the, uh, the obituary for when he does die. Hopefully, you and Sean Dyche will die on the same week or at least for the same month, and you can just sort of swap it in and out. It'd be easier because we wouldn't have to do two podcasts. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> like you just the funny thing with with the fact that you've had your throat removed is the fact that you're told that you're not really supposed to speak for what is yeah. it a month. Yeah. yeah, it's about four weeks. Yeah, about about four weeks. So what's brilliant is Joe's had to let go of control of all these absolute oh, yeah. utter <laughs> that he writes in these running orders. I'm joking because <laughs> he writes them every week. Um, and then we've got to, we can do what we can say and do what we want this week. But you're going to pipe in, but you can't have any like expression. And you, so you're so monotone, <laughs> which yeah. is literally the voice messages are 
funniest thing I've ever heard. Hello and welcome to Rose Ed. It's another, yeah. <laughs> like that. You know when, you know when like teachers were off for a week for like personal reasons or something and the kids <laughs> would just go mental on like the substitute teacher. Yeah. Yeah. This is very much how I feel like <laughs> this week is going to go. <laughs> I think that's probably true. It, but tell us, oh, you can't really tell us, but you've you started to use um, an app, like a, a lady robot. So when you first came out of surgery, I got this message. It was like, hello, Hannah, this is Joe Farris, the TV. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, we're going to get four weeks of this. Did you get those, Mike? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. It's it, Yeah, I mean, I used to do it to like wind up my mates when we're on like like playing xbox or something you just played like random like things but joe is using that use using this as a tool to speak which is uh which is quite funny and a bit weird hello but, and welcome to rosie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy that, isn't it so creepy. do you know what's even creepier so my husband listened to that and he was like oh my god that's amazing what app is it so i asked joe and now he started to send me like really rude uh audio messages throughout oh, the day but I, I read one out when i was in the car through my phone with the kids in the back of the car and andy was like this evening what i want to do to you and i was like oh my god sweet, <laughs> oh, what god. does daddy want to do to you mommy why is he talking like a woman a robot can i play <laughs> one that i i did the other day to my girlfriend because i was coming i was coming back from work and i was like let's meet in the park so we can walk the dog right interesting I we've was... got five minutes into the podcast and you're already talking about your girlfriend joe <laughs> <laughs> how operation U tree is this <laughs> want to meet me at the climbing frame in the park in 20 minutes <laughs> oh, mate. oh my god what have you seen there honestly wow surprised the police didn't come out the bushes and nick me. yeah <laughs> i've said it before and i'll say it again this show is just an opportunity for you to get cancelled i've said it before and i'll say it again this show is just an opportunity for you to get cancelled <laughs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to stop interrupting. Sorry, Hannah. Yeah, do you think? Sorry. Oh well, I was. I need to to ask Mike because Mike, you've joined the gym. Mm. That was the next, the interesting point of, of conversation. <laughs> Ta- tell us about that, Mike. Well, you what were you trying to say? Oh, just looking at me. I I can't believe you've joined the gym. No, because um, Joe's put on the notes <laughs> um, that you've joined a gym, so we need yeah, to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I have. I have. It's time to you know get back in shape. Um, I've had like basically two Easter's in a row because Greek Easter is, <laughs> is separate to English Easter. So you get like double the food, double the Easter eggs, um, and yeah, and double the size essentially. So um I'm really so confused. Yeah, I need to I need to get in shape. As in you have to do the bog off deals for Easter eggs everywhere, or is this just a how can we have two Easter's? Because Greek Easter's different. It's it's on a different calendar to um Easter. <laughs> but how yeah. close back to back are they? So, well, this year is a week apart. So, so we did like. Have you, have you never heard of this, Anna? It's like it's an Orthodox calendar. <laughs> is this we actually need, a thing? We need we need a Joe history lesson right here. <laughs> Got nothing. Come on, yeah. Joe. Why do? It, did you know this, Joe? That they have two. I, I had no idea that Greek oh, people really? had a different Easter. No, it's not. It's yeah. It, it's not Greek people. It's the that'd be pretty weird. It's just it's the Orthodox <laughs> like branch of Christianity right, runs okay, yeah. runs on a different calendar. So. So like yeah, like Russian Orthodox people. Um, I don't so, know, Bul- so basically, Bulgarian, what happened? Romanian. Well, in the in the fifth um, century, when the Roman Empire split into East and West, we then essentially what boring. Happened- <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but the, the Western side is Catholic, and the Eastern side. So we're talking Russia, Eastern Europe, Greece, and the Balkan states is Orthodox. Yeah. So okay, okay. ever such a slightly different Boom. version of Christianity. Can I just say, I didn't think we'd be getting this deep uh, when I agreed to go on this podcast. Yeah, it's a football show, Simon, but uh, we do venture off. 
It was, no, it was fantastic. It was very enlightening. So Mike's having uh, two Easter's two Easter eggs uh, a week apart. And um, Joe, your um, speech therapist put you on a sex ban. Yeah. What? Satori. So Any tell right. us about it? So her name is Tori. And, um, is she fit? Um, <laughs> um, well, no, I don't, I, I don't think of her like that. It's very much a medical relationship. Although she was wearing yoga gear when we spoke and like showed me her yoga gear. Anyway, um, oh. so, so Tori. Huh. Showed you so her what? So basically, Tori messaged me and went, oh, your your surgeon has given me, um, sorry, for anyone who doesn't know the intimate details of my life, I had polyps on my vocal cords like Adele did when she cancelled her tour and I had them removed. And that's basically why I've got this weird, creepy little voice (laughs) for a little bit. So I sound like the child catcher. Um, But basically... Then I just got an email from this woman going, oh, your surgeon has told me to get in, has referred you to me. Can we have an appointment on Saturday? So I was like, okay, yeah, fine. Sat on the phone with her for 40 minutes. And she was basically just like, oh, okay, don't cough. Don't eat any big meals in case you get acid reflux. Um, make sure you do voice exercises. And then she stood up, put her hands on her belly to show me that I needed to breathe into my belly, not my chest. And went, what you want to do is go... <laughs> Literally that. And she said, do that two or three times an hour every day. And I said, that's not, that's not practical. <laughs> I mean, in everyday life. Um, so I've been doing it like once every other day. But she also said, no strenuous exercise for four weeks. Anything that's going to make you breathe hard. And I'm very sorry to say, <laughs> that means no sex for 10 days. Really? So, 10 days? So, I mean fine whatever i've got a playstation <laughs> yeah but yeah joe if it if only lasts for like 10 seconds sure that's not yeah, considered exactly. strenuous exercise <laughs> <laughs> um we joke to you in 10 seconds i can do it twice uh, <laughs> but um no the um but the thing is because obviously after an operation or whatever like you don't feel very sexy do you or like you don't particularly feel that aroused so for example could you could sh- you share some of the pictures that you were sending to us with your bum hanging out in your your robe and stuff like that you don't feel very sexy and you're taking pictures of yourself in the mirror sending them in the group chat <laughs> um, felt cute might delete later <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had these pictures. I really, I kind of uh, want them. I'll forward it to you in a minute, mate. But they, um, thanks, mate. Well, because they make you put paper pants on at the hospital. But I was having an operation on my throat, <laughs> so that can only be because they're looking at your winky when you're asleep and like taking the. <laughs> like, I don't know why, why have I got my little paper pants on. Um, can you imagine if they did that? You're on the surgery, like, go on, get it out, and then they stood there absolutely howling, taking like selfies with you and like. <laughs> But if you're operating on someone and like it's on the lower regions, you can see it and they've got a massive pipe. There's no way as the doctor or the anaesthetist or whatever, that you're not commenting. Give it a slap. Yeah. <laughs> slap. <laughs> Give a little wiggle. Or if it's like in the way, they have to like get a giant pair of tweezers and just like. Yeah. In the way. It'd be like cooking tongs. Yeah. <laughs> what I was thinking of, Simon. <laughs> yeah. I dress it up, get like glasses, maybe like a moustache or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, at least I'm glad you are feeling better, Joe. Marginally better. We we were worried about you for about a minute, and um, just because we weren't. Yeah, we we're like, is he going to do the running order next week or what? Um, but th- this week, um, so I went to a kids' party. 
on Sunday and um my it was one of my really good friends little girls parties and there's like if you've been to a kids party before it was at this inflatable park it's absolute carnage there was 40 kids it's like a McDonald's drive-through in terms of you get a room allocated for two hours then they have to eat do the cake everything get out because the next party's coming and they've got to anti-back everything so <clears throat> as, as a young girl dishing out the food and you had to pre-order what the kids were having so um she said to me she's like oh could you give the pepperoni pizza to those two little boys um on the end so i was like yeah yeah that's fine so i gave the uh, pepperoni pizzas to the little boys and carried on with, and i was like you know i was getting hot and sweaty because it wasn't my kids party and i should have been <laughs> hung over outside but i had to i was helping and then uh one of the mums said to me, she was like, I don't think those boys can eat meat. And I was like, what? Anyway, I was literally like, oh my God, because my mum did this to our friends, Yusuf and Abubika, when we were younger and she gave them Billy Bear meat and she didn't know that they couldn't eat Billy meat. Billy Bear? Yeah. <laughs> and they loved it. Uh, so, just to make it worse. And I've rinsed it. Novelty. <laughs> I know, it's probably not even meat though is it it's just toenails so um I looked at these kids and I was like oh my god and as they bit in and they were eating the pepperoni they were like oh mm. and I was like oh my god I bet they've never eaten this meat before so I quickly I, I used my nails and I saw the dad coming over and I scraped the meat with my nails off the pizza and then I told them both to open their mouths and I put my fingers in their mouth and I, I pulled the meat out and used a napkin and wiped their tongue and then I was just like I was like is it just a cheese pizza and they were like what's that and I was like it's cheese and so, so they were just like okay anyway it turns out they are allowed to eat meat and that was all okay they do eat meat <laughs> but you know for those no. few those few seconds where i was like oh my god i need to extract the meat out of the <laughs> out of their mouth because i felt so <laughs> i felt so bad you literally yeah <laughs> you literally clawed yeah. Meat out of her mouth. My yeah. God, and that's a, and quite then, a harrowing story. It, I clawed it out and then I got a napkin and like uh, shoved it in there, like scraped it off their tongue because I thought oh, I would hate know. for them. I'd hate for their family to know that I'd done that. But I was just going off the instruction of a 15-year-old girl that was doing a Sunday <laughs> job and <laughs> yeah. she didn't give a that's shit anyway. That's what your was, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. I would say, I would say at that point, they can have a little, they can have a little nibble. Once they've taken it, like swallow it and then go and i would you couldn't pay me to put my hands in a four-year-old's mouth <laughs> to extract some mushed up food can we can you're, we you're mental uh, <laughs> why did you can we just that? reverse hannah what's what what was that bear meat thing you said I've billy, never bear, heard mate. Billy, billy bear mate. what's that oh it's disgusting it's like um what is that pork is it pork it's like it's meat that is um different shades so it looks like a bear so you get it sliced you used to get it from the deli um and yeah yusuf and abubica came around and um my mum was like you ain't a wee bit of belly beer meat and so they were like yeah all right then so she chucked it in the sandwiches and then they're eating it like oh this is nice and my dad said where's all that billy bear meat gone christine and mum was like oh hannah and yusuf and abubica and andrew had it and dad was like you didn't give billy bear meat to yusuf and abubica did you um but yeah, she did. And they loved it. And every time these come round, they'd ask for Billy Bear meat. Is it, is, is it like, <laughs> is it like the consistency of spam? Like that's, that's the only thing that comes Very similar. Yeah, like, similar. Like and yeah. meat. It's so I've rank. It, I've just put a link in the chat, Mike. It oh, is absolutely Yeah, it, it's minging. It's iconic. I don't know how you don't know what it is. It's literally, it's, yeah. it's iconic. Oh, that is awful. Yeah. It's a steeple of British 
Yes, it's quite it's quite nineties though, isn't it? Billy Bear. But yeah. we we used to go to the counter, and obviously my mum's oh, Scottish, Jesus. and uh, she'd be like, "Can I have some belly beer meat?" And then she'd be like, "Can I have some turkey on the bone?" And the guy at the deli in Yorkshire was like, "What?" I'd be like, "Oh, she means turkey on the bone, turkey on the bone." It was really awkward. Bless her. Also, Hannah, those kids aren't going to remember the context of what happens. They're not going to remember the ham. So in twenty years, they'll probably be sitting around like at a family birthday and be like. Do you remember when that weird woman put her hands in our mouth? <laughs> <laughs> An extracted, chewed up pepperoni. Oh my God. Because they'll probably just be like, they were just at a kid's party just eating a sweet or something and you've just put your hands in like, yeah. <laughs> I was so worried because I thought, like I genuinely didn't even think because a girl just said they these boys want pepperoni pizza, but you know. I saved the day in the end. All the cultural tensions in the world at the moment, Hannah, and that's not helping. (laughs) (laughs) Your faces when I started the story, you were like, what's she going to say? What is she going to say? But it's all good. The boys are okay. Had a chat with the dad and it's fine. I just didn't say that, put my hands in his mouth. Um, But our next next segment we need to move on to, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So things every week, you've heard this before, Simon, things that make you go, Mm. Yeah. There we are, Mike. How would you say it? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to just give it mm. a go? Give it a little go. It's really, it's really satisfying. I'm not making a sex noise down the microphone mm. at like stupid o'clock in the morning. But things that make you go mm, this week. Declan Rice didn't go mm, at 200k a week, did he, Mike? Nah, he didn't. Nah. I mean, it's it's a weird story because um, David Moyes is very quick to to sort of like brush it under the carpet and say, well, you know, that's not come from us. Um, and then there was a bit of a funny moment because um, he asked in in the press conference uh, who it was that broke the story. And the, the press officer said, oh, it's a guy called Fabrizio Romano. He's an Italian journalist uh, that works for The <laughs> Guardian. And, uh, and Moise was like, oh, not a local lad then. So he sort of like, I was like, David, <laughs> is, that, is that appropriate, mate? Um, and then he's embarking. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, yeah, like relevance of whether he's Italian or not. Um, but yeah, and anyway, they were quick to to, to play that down. Um, but if that is true, and Declan Rice has, I think it's like a third contract offer, yeah. um, I would say, like, I don't think they're giving him a contract to stay there for the rest of his life. They're giving him a contract to, to protect his value. So yeah. if he if he does want yeah. to stay there and play, you know, European football <laughs> next season with West Ham, which it looks like they're going to do, I feel like he should probably sign it. I, I don't think West Ham will be the type of club to say, oh, here, sign this contract and then you can never leave. I think they'd accept an offer, but, you know, they want to protect his value. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they'll accept an astronomical offer. I've already talking about like, yeah. isn't it 150 million, 150, 200 yeah. million? But they're, yeah, yeah, like... I don't know. Uh, how how many years has he got left on his contract? Uh, I think it's twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five. So there's there's okay. a good there's a good few years left. But when they start getting to this stage, like everyone gets a bit a bit panicky. It's mm. like, all right, well, you know, if it's left another year, he could have two years left on his contract, and then one year, and then you have to sell for like a really cut price fee. So, um, so mm. yeah, two hundred grand a week for someone like Declan Rice, who one year ago, like before the Euros was deemed like a good player, but not someone who's like a world beater. And then, yeah. you know, in 12 months time, you get offered 200k a week. I think that's that's actually what they offered Antonio Rudiger as well. And he's he's rejected it and he's going to Real Madrid, it looks like. So, you know, to get the sort of same ballpark figure as, as a player like that is, is a big amount to turn down. Yeah. And what do you think about um, 
David Moyes and the job that he's done at West Ham. Has it been a surprise to you? Because I think when he left United, people were like, where's he going to go now? But it's almost as if he's going to everybody, isn't he? And he's out us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He's done a great job. And I think for that size of club and that structure and the type of players that they sign and the football that they play is perfect for David Moyes. I think when you go slightly above, that's that's not quite his that's not quite his gig, I think. He's, you know, at Everton, he was at his best when they were sort of like mid to yeah. like fourth place table and they were always in and around there. So he knows exactly what he's doing at, at that size of club. When yeah. he went to United, I think the, the job was too big, the pressure yeah. to succeed Fergie. I don't think anyone who went in there would have been a success just following following that guy. It's like you, Hannah. How on earth could you could you replicate <laughs> Joe? Like That's it's it. just it's the impossible task. That's the point. And he's he's writing notes and we're not even reading them. We're not even, <laughs> we're not even he's telling me to say certain things. And I'm I've just went on about David Moyes and West Ham and he looked at me as if like you know, when I was like, how can anyone relate to Joe's looking at me thinking, that's not what I wrote in the notes there. And I'm like, I don't care what you wrote because this is my show today. Well, no, Michael, Michael tell you as, as an excellent producer himself that, that, that just all you can do is just guide and encourage. It's just <clears throat> suggestions, isn't it, mate? It's just suggestions to help yeah. the show flow. Yeah, okay, you can't, you can't so. polish Thanks a turn, as I say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh wait hold on a second we just analyze what you said there um but things that make you go mm, simon we've got to talk about newcastle sure oh yeah surely because yeah. the last time you were on the podcast it was a a different direction for newcastle but here we are here we are happy days it's i don't think i've ever enjoyed supporting newcastle as much as i am now it's astonishing i think last time i was on was it two months ago so we we're probably yeah. still in danger of relegation um <clears throat> and now bizarrely enough we find ourselves in the top half of the table it's something i think it's only liverpool who have got more liverpool and spurs maybe who have, who have got more points in 2022 than newcastle do um so things that made me go um mm, um mm, mm. <laughs> uh, just eddie howe he makes me go mm, all day long I, I i couldn't love him anymore He's just amazing. He's he's proven everything that we were saying about the previous manager and the previous uh, regime. Like oh. players, here we go. I know we got some Bruce fans on here, but <laughs> can't even say like, his name anymore. It's like Voldemort. <laughs> literally, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I'm just done with him. Um, it, the, the players weren't fit enough. They weren't being played in the right positions. We we're playing a brand of football which we were told was all they were capable of. Yeah, Eddie Howe's like brought in players, but it took Gamarish like six or seven games to actually start in a midfield, which had Shelby, Joe Linton and Joe Willock. They were all Bruce players. Um, Dan Byrne, like I love Dan Byrne. He's been an amazing signing. I would say, I would argue most Premier League clubs could have put a bid in for him if they wanted to. We just knew we needed to strengthen the Premier League experience. Um, and he's been like a monumental success at the back. Um, Kieran Trippier, I think he played five games and he's been injured. And we've had Emil Kraft in, who was another Bruce player, who looks like literally for the last two years, he's not been Premier League quality at all. And in the last couple of months, he's been superb for Newcastle. Honestly, it's just, I can't, I can't speak highly enough of the job Eddie Howe's done. All Newcastle fans absolutely love him. Um, and the I mean, players by the sounds really of it as well. Like he's almost turned the dressing yeah. room around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, apparently the first thing he did, according to John Joe Shelby, was he'd call the players in one by one and just ask them like, so what's your wife's name? 
how many kids do you have? And he, he was just trying to get to know him. When like John Joe was doing that interview, I was like, you, what? Like, are, you, are you sure you should be serious? It sounds like he's trying to get like their pin numbers. And like, yeah. <laughs> how much your national insurance number? You know, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love him. So Eddie Howe makes me go, mm. What a question. What's your wife's name? Imagine that. That would, that would make or break a relationship, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. I mean, if, you know, first time I met Joe, first thing he said to me, so, you know, are you single? Are you, are you? Yeah, but that's because I was trying to yeah. <laughs> do trying the to no pants dance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Joe, why don't you ask Simon the question you want to ask him about his shirt? Is that the 1998 Newcastle shirt, Simon? It's not. This is the um, 1991 shirt, I think it is, because that's the, the year of my birth. Because I can't actually, yeah, because I can't see it, because obviously the iconic one is the... Um, uh, oh, crotch shot. <laughs> but like sort of 95 to 98 with, um, oh my God, it's completely escaped my, um, it's completely es- escaped my tiny little brain. Newcastle, is it Newcastle Brown Ale? The sponsor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Newtie Brown. That's like, Newtie yeah, Brown. Newtie Brown. That's like, yeah, that's the, the iconic one. Um, anyway, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> I would love us to go back to that um, sponsor at some point. I think the days in which Newcastle Brown Ale able to afford sponsoring Newcastle United probably long gone but if you know the new ownership are looking for even more good PR then yeah imagine getting brown ale back on my shirt it'd be amazing are are alcohol brands allowed to even sponsor kids anymore I don't think Newcastle either yeah I was gonna say there's a lot of things that's yeah fair point yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh forgot about that for a bliss second yeah and Mike what do you think where uh, obviously Simon's quite biased about Newcastle and the changes (laughs) what are your thoughts on Newcastle this season um oh yeah I mean if anyone can get Joe Linton like playing (laughs) good football I mean you've got to be a decent manager because he was just you know a big sort of turn up front (laughs) basically what he was under Steve Bruce he he didn't really know what to do with him um and the fact he's playing in midfield now and I think he scored two goals the other week is um it's pretty impressive and obviously Bruno G as well is a player that Arsenal wanted um and he was at Lyon and was in that insane Lyon team with like Tangi and Dombele and uh and Memphis Depay and Hussein Awa and he's just yeah a level above so the fact he's playing really well is no surprise to me and it's just a great signing my question for for Simon would be so now you've sort of got like right so but apart from Bruno I'd say most of them are pretty like bog standard signings I think when when everyone heard that that who you were being taken over by and the amount of money that they have you know you're getting linked to like Neymar and Bappe and players like that and you ended up getting Dan Byrne and Chris Wood and you know that's that that's fine because for, for what you needed you needed to st- st- stabilize and keep your Premier League status but in the summer do you think that will change do you think they'll sort of target you know more high profile players um I think there'll be an evolution of the sort of signings we're, we're making. I would say as well that I don't think any Newcastle fan expected us to go out and buy Mbappe and Neymar <laughs> yeah. and Haaland. Um, there's like the training ground, like for instance, has been described as a League One training ground. And I think I said this last time I was on that like even if we did put in a bid for Haaland and he somehow decided to go, he wanted to go play for Newcastle, miss out on the Champions League, miss out on Europa League, just play for Newcastle currently. He'd get to the training ground, take one look at it and go, nope, I'm good. So 
I think, like anything, it seems like we're in the early stages of a project with Newcastle. Um, but I do think there's going to be like uh, an evolution of the players uh, we've we've seen that we've bought. Um, I think I think Trippier is like an astonishing bit of business, and I think if we can get players like Trippier who know the league, who are clearly a cut above the rest of the mm-hmm. team and international players, then I think it's going to be an amazing, uh, potentially an amazing season next year. Um, in terms of who I actually want us to go out and sign, I I kind of think it's worth us putting a call out for Harry Maguire because I don't Ooh. think he's going to be United next year. I think he needs to get out of United yeah. and I think he would come in and strengthen pretty much every defence outside the top five or top six. Um and uh, I think we've got the money. And if uh, if rumours are to be believed, we've only got about 80 to 90 million to spend this summer. I think you could get Harry Maguire out. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Spurs that. never spend that money, Joe. <laughs> Look at your face. Um, we, we, to be fair, we normally don't. <laughs> really? Well, mate, we, we, you spend 65 on, on Dombele. Yeah, well, that was that was, that was was an error. But we sell, don't we? Like our, our, yeah, um, true. Our, oh, we sell our net. Our net spend over the last five years was like seven and a half million pounds. Mm, yeah, that's true. We, but to be fair, we've now started spunking cash because we need to. Because we, yeah, because <laughs> your managers <laughs> keep on leaving if you don't. That's, um, that's that's such an interesting shout though, Maguire to yeah. To Newcastle. But it's really yeah, it's really nice that you would say that. I felt really happy that you, you'd be positive about him because he's getting absolutely I, no positivity, is he, Mike? No, no, not at all. And I, I think Simon's right. I think he does need to to get out because yeah. like, I think undoubtedly that like, he will be stripped to the captaincy soon. It, it feels like that's the, that's the sort of thing that's coming. He didn't even start against Arsenal on, on the weekend. He was on the bench. You know, obviously there was an awful situation. I don't think we could stress how much like a bomb threat um, is a disgrace. <sighs> and, um, you know, I can't believe his family had to go through that. I yeah. don't know mm. any why anyone would do that. Um but obviously his performances and his form has uh, pretty much fallen off a cliff from where they were yeah. last season. So I think United <laughs> need, need to make a decision in, in the summer. Um, do you sort of cash in before his you know, form gets any worse or yeah. do you stick by him? And I could definitely see him. I could see him at Newcastle because, you know, he when, when he was at Leicester, he did look like, like a top-class player. Um, and it's just not worked out for him at, at United. And maybe he's not quite at that level... Um, but in a in a system with with a manager like Eddie Howe, I'm sure he would absolutely thrive. And with you know the support of St James's Park, I'm sure he'd become like a bit of a bit of a cult hero. Yeah, and I I think like it's a project that you can see him like wanting to get on board with. Like we could literally we could essentially base the uh, sorry build the team well certainly the defense around him. Sorry, sorry, um, Hannah and Hannah and I are swearing at each other <laughs> while Mike was talking. I didn't even see yes. that. So, oh, I hadn't noticed. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Joe, stop being so unprofessional. Carry so, on, Simon. So we, I want to say we weren't laughing at you two, we were just trying to swear. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think it'd be a good... I could definitely see him getting on board with a project like that. He needs to get out of United, yeah. and I think Newcastle fans would absolutely love him. Um, I still think there's a hell of a player. You, for me, you look at Maguire play for, play for England, he, he looks world-class he looks like a completely yeah. different player and you, they basically base the whole um defense around harry Maguire, and to an extent the system that we play for england um yeah. so it's just it's baffling what's happening at man united mm. but um yeah but next yeah. season 
next season for United. We're going to get, you know, we've got a new manager. We're going to get new players. This time next season, I'm going to be like, listen, boys, what were you saying about United last season? You're delusional. We're going to be on fire. (laughs) Absolutely delusional. Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) Totally. I've got a question about United. So next year, like, you're going to need to do some serious transfer business. Like, not only getting players in, you need to get players out. Like, it's going to be a hell of a rebuilding job for, yeah. for Ten Hag. But I'll, I'll, Who do you we think... will replicate what Liverpool are doing. And I think the yeah. next team is is Arsenal. I think we're, I'd like to be kind of the momentum that Arsenal have got. I hope we're like that next season, the season after. It's going to be a three to five year process. And I'm here for the ride, baby. No, <laughs> uh, and that's, that's what I think anyway. Um, and it's what just... Are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, genuinely believe that in like five to ten years' time, we're going to be like smashing it. Liverpool, like Man City, Arsenal, Spurs. You'll all be like, oh, I want to be more like United. That's what's going to yeah. happen. We'll have Neymar by then, so good luck. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> all, all the best with that. Now we've got th- another thing because we still we still haven't got off this uh, this little segment here. Because I need to know if you've gate crashed a party off the back of thirty thousand Frankfurt fans made it to uh, Camp New, New Camp. <laughs> Say it differently uh, to see them knock Barcelona out of the Europa League. So, have Camp you new. crashed a party? We're talking about New Camp here, right? Camp New. <laughs> have you crashed a party before, Mike? Because I imagine that we Greek parties, there's a lot of people around, things happen. Um, <laughs> what a way to phrase that question. <laughs> With your little long want... nails. Oh, God. <laughs> Camp New, yeah, I've actually, um, yeah, I've I've been to Camp New. It's a horrible ground, by the way. Um, but have a crash, have a crash the party. Um, I crashed a a, um, a party which was meant to be for like the the freshers reps. You know, you, you know when you're at uni, like you get you get like taken around by all the the people in like year two, and like they're showing all the freshers where to go and stuff. Um, and this is a lot for her, by the way. So shout Liga out to Riga. Yeah, Luca Barriga. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in the in the student union at Loughborough, they'll they'll hold in like a, a special party for 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 the people that were like basically showing the reps around, and uh, the freshers got wind of it, and it was like a special guest, and it was it was people were thinking it would be like like ankle but hump hump or something, but it actually was a cool guest. Who? It, I, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, we just well, rinse nah, me nah, nah. all the time because I nah, can't so, speak properly. So say I'm it again, gonna, Mike. I'm going to scoot past that one. No, no. Uh, say it, was, it again. It, say it again. No, no, no. It's all right. Uh, it was. It was actually tiny temper um, that no, that we that, that we gate crashed. <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to scoot past that one, Joe. You can edit that. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> I don't know why I picked the most difficult name to say. Well, I know it's like new camp, innit? Yeah, how, would you, how would you say that um that 70s crooner's name oh no don't turn this on me this is this is all about mike in this moment <laughs> right, what did you go for my ankle bird ankle bird i think it's... <laughs> right. peter ankleman simon's probably into it have you interviewed him simon I've not, no, I've not interviewed before your time, Humperdinck. No. Well, yeah, well, yeah, Simon, Simon wasn't doing like press in like a city. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why would you be Humperdinck? Oh, did you interview Julius Caesar as well, Simon? By the way, <laughs> what a guy! Yeah. What a guy! Calling like two thousand and two, weren't you, Simon? <laughs> oh, God, oh, that like last night when we were talking about. Um, 
the what's his name the guy from that i thought was in the mask oh so uh, we were talking about so basically hannah said she fancies john stones i did and I, I like said, his lips he's got lovely lips <laughs> i said john john stones <laughs> if killian murphy had a younger brother <laughs> and then hannah, hannah was like do you remember so, that bit in the mask where he does the bit with the nine iron and he started like, recounting this bit in the mask and i was like what do you mean that bit in the mask and she and then she was like, "Well, Killian Murphy in the mask." I was like, "Killian, Killian Murphy." The film came out in 1994. What? <laughs> and then I sent her, I sent her a link. The actor, it's an actor called Peter Green, who's 56 years old. <laughs> and I thought Killian Murphy was was starring in the mask 28 years ago <laughs> as a young up and comer. But I really want, I really want to pretend that that's not true. But um, it genuinely, I genuinely thought that when you have children this is what happens this is well no it's not <laughs> right that's that's got no, they don't tell you that do you oh mrs east you might you might get jim carrey films mixed up <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just forget everything but mike i'm sorry we we went away from your story about gate crashing yeah. parties and stuff so go back to it and... <laughs> yeah yeah so we, we were expecting someone essentially because you know it was a tiny little loughborough nothing really going on there you know, so it's a rubbish place. No, I'm joking, Anna. It's, it's, it's a very nice town. It's a place to live. It's um, okay, you can say it. Okay, okay. Um, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so it's like tiny student union. We're expecting someone rubbish. But I walked in and it was Tiny Temper, who at that oh, yeah. at that time, in a, you know, a long, long time ago when I was at uni, he was like, he was really, really big. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> Height-wise or? He was big temper. Still four foot two. Did you have, have you had any? I feel like every single celebrity we're going to mention, I'm going to ask Simon if you interviewed yeah. them, no matter if they were born in the Middle Ages or not. Game Vera Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> have you interviewed Tiny Temper, Simon? Um, I've not interviewed Tiny Temper, but I've interviewed Tinchy Strider uh, on a similar note. I sat on a bed with him. He was doing a um, he was doing a, a collaboration with Premier Inn, and. Uh, yeah, I was asked to go and like interview him. I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." I needed some stuff for my showreel, um, and like the the premiere ring we're doing, it's called the Hub by Premiere Ring. Do you know what? Do you know what that is? I've heard of no. it. No, um, it's like I, I don't blame you. Um, it's, it's imagine a premiere ring, but like very small, like a very small studio where everything is connected by like uh, USB ports and stuff. It was actually pretty cool, um, and yeah, he was doing a collaboration with them to try and make a song in. No, and he couldn't leave his room for 24 hours or something like that. He had to make, write, create, produce a song in 24 hours in the room. Um, and yeah, sat on the bed with Tinsley Strider, who is really, really small. Um, I think yeah. he's about five foot one. Um, oh, I just wow. sort of towered over him. I'm not particularly tall. I'm five foot nine. Five one. But there's just this wonderful image of me sat next to Tinsley Strider on a bed giving him lyrics and yeah I did awesome. i pause after giving yeah, him yeah, yeah. Yeah. bad time to pause <laughs> we were like, yeah. Gonna <laughs> say? yeah i gave him <laughs> um no it was um yeah so yeah i've interviewed him and I, i've been to a launch party with tiny temper for another collaboration another collaboration he was doing Joe, hosted, Joe really wants to say something he does doesn't he yeah i hosted the launch of tiny temper's um tour movie so it was me and Tiny Temper, like at the front of a room, like full of journalists. And obviously, like 
Tiny Temper is an urban music artist. And I and I walked in and I was like, hello, right. If you liked Pass Out or perhaps Frisky, well, you might like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, or perhaps Frisky. Like you'd hired, like, yeah, like you'd hired like a Camp Willy Wonka. To like, yeah. Like, um, and it was so embarrassing, right? Because there was loads of like super cool like music journalists and whatever who wanted to like ask him questions about working with Labyrinth and all that stuff. And obviously, you know me, I don't know the difference between Pussycat Dolls and Girls Aloud. So. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just not the man to do that and then I was like it was, got, it was gone all right and the whole time I was thinking like you know sometimes because I love doing my job but when it comes to the crunch I hate it and I want it to be over and just get paid <laughs> like, so like do you know what I mean though sometimes you think oh it's a good yeah. job isn't it? and then it's like and then it comes to like the bit where you've got to go on stage you're like I hate it I wish I yeah. was at home watching telly <laughs> you just want to be at home moisturizing yeah. your Joe watching yeah. tv yeah. <laughs> in terms of things where you go what about Karen Benzema's penalty Oh my absolute filth. Just mm. oh yeah, I I I should have expected it really because like the season he's having, of course he's going to like do a penenka in the semi-final of the Champions League. Um yeah, I just I was completely blown away from it. Like it was just the I actually thought it was going over the bar at one point. Did anyone else think that? Yeah. There was a lot yeah. of height on that penalty. Um and then but I think that kind of made it even more beautiful, the fact that it just sort of kept on rising and rising and rising and then just hit the top of the net. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, what a player. What yeah. a season he's having. But I think that first goal, it, it literally came from nothing. It was a terrible cross into the box. Yeah, it's it not what he wanted at all. And then he just, yeah, he, he put it away perfectly. And then, yeah, that uh, that penalty was just astonishing, really. What what a player. Yeah, Isn't I'm he like, th- how old is he? 35 now or something? 34. Yeah, 34. 34. And he's racking up 40 goals Karen in the season. Karen Benzema's younger than me. Real Madrid. <laughs> like, that's depressing, isn't it? Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> that's made my day. <laughs> Think how <laughs> my life is compared. <laughs> yeah, but Joe... You I do, do that all the time, though. <laughs> I, I always compare myself to people like Phil Foden. I'm like, oh, Phil Foden's like, he's he's 21. And I think, oh, yeah, but I'm only 20. Oh, f- no, I'm 30. How did that happen? If it's you, really depressing. If you met Phil Foden in a normal context, he would probably be an intern at work. <laughs> like, that would be, that would be, you would meet him and yeah. he would be like making your tea and stuff. But as it is, he's Phil Foden. <laughs> which is, which is really sad. And something else that's really sad is Sean Dyche. It's gone. What are your thoughts on that? Interestingly, at first, everyone's like, what were they thinking? Why have Burnley done this at this time of the season? And a couple of wins later, or a couple of points later, um, it's a different story. I'm I'm shocked at... I was shocked at the decision, and I'm even more shocked at not only the results, but the performances from Burnley since. Because it's one thing getting... It's one thing getting results... Uh, not playing well, as Steve Bruce knows. Um, and it's another actually fully deserving uh, the results you get, especially after losing your manager who has basically kept you in the league. Yeah. Like Burnley, look, they look, they already look weirdly better drilled and actually better going forward, which is just, it's just mad. As yeah. soon as I heard that Daisha gone, I thought, well, that's, that's been done and Everton yeah. basically have just survived. Um, yeah. I, I could not have predicted this at all. Um it's it's man. I feel the way they're playing has really taken me by yeah. surprise. I think if Matt Jackson is it Matt Jackson? I don't even know his name. Um, Never Mike Jackson, I think. Yeah, because everyone's Mike Jackson. getting like the the memes. You know, the 
Michael Brilliant. Jackson. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. If Michael Jackson was from Burnley, he would be called Mike Jackson, wouldn't he? Yeah. Mike, <laughs> Mikey Jackson. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I was just really, really surprised. Um, and I'm, I'm actually kind of rooting for them to stay up now, which is weird because after they got rid of Dyche, I was like, I, well, I, I kind of want you to go down. But yeah. it's made it so interesting. Because, Mike, there's obviously stuff going on behind the scenes that we were completely oblivious to and that the, the reason he was mm. sacked was because he wasn't doing it wasn't doing well enough they're going to get relegated and now they've turned it round what do you think was going on behind the scenes I'm surprised you didn't know about Hannah with all your like gossip and, and I don't the mums, I know but you I don't know, want Sean to talk, don't moving me. moving out of Burnley well I spoke to him earlier but I will come to that in a minute but what are your thoughts yeah. on the <laughs> what are your thoughts on it uh yeah I mean I like all of us was really sad because this is like a like our ultimate dream of this podcast is to get is to get Daishi on. Yeah. Uh, so so the fact that he's probably going to be managing like Swindon next, it doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'd love to go to that pub in Burnley still and, and do and do a proper like dedication to to Sean yeah. Daish and uh, maybe ask him if he will come down because um, he's not getting loads of press at the moment. I think he released a statement the other day, but he's not giving any interviews. So. Rose could get an exclusive with uh, Sean Dyche in a pub dedicated to Sean Dyche in Burnley. Um, I messaged him and they haven't replied yet. So, you know, guys, we're waiting. waiting. (laughs) But he's he's done done such a good job up to probably like this season. Nobody would have expected that they were going to be so far down in the relegation zone. But I think COVID didn't help them, like prolonging matches and stuff didn't help them. It didn't help the momentum with injuries. You know, Chris Wood going up to Newcastle, just don't like him as a player anymore because he he did that. (laughs) He shouldn't have gone. Um, But what are your thoughts on on where he should go now for Sean Dyche? Because this is going to be a huge dint in his confidence um, for, for the next team that he goes to, surely. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. Where does he go? He's not going to get another yeah. Premier League job, is he? Is no. it's going to have to be Championship? And even then, like, I think Championship managers are are evolving as well. It's not like everyone plays rubbish football. Like, look, you watch Fulham and and, and teams mm. like that, and they play they play really good football. They have got Marcus Silva there, who's, who's a good manager. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe like a mid t- mid to low table Championship team. But yeah, I'm just sad we're not going to hear that gravelly voice we're not gonna see that beautiful bald head and and the ginger beard it's just it really is just it's just like a chapter of of my life is is over well it sean really actually is. wrote he wrote a poem okay this is gonna, oh I wonderful this. Oh. This is gonna be really um but i did phone him up and i just said listen sean what are your parting words because if we don't get to speak to him again and he he goes off to maybe benedorm or something um for for the foreseeable i thought it'd be nice to maybe speak to him so he did he did send us a poem the journey's over a sad sad day the journey's over no more will i play long balls the sean dyche way i'll hit the big man and the bag stick but thanks for the severance pay i'm going to benedorm you big Oh, so that was just his parting words. Which, uh, <laughs> Mate, honestly, yeah. that means it a was, lot. It means a lot to us. It means a lot to us. Yeah. But let's move on to a proper team. Let's talk about Liverpool versus Everton. I presume you watched the game, Mike. Yeah, it was. Um, I wasn't expecting Everton to to put up such a good performance. Uh, but I guess, I guess, yeah, the Merseyside derby, they were up for it, and particularly the first yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, the, the first half, they were. You know, they looked as if. They were the better team, really, in terms of the, passes the, in have. terms of the chances yeah. they created. They had two <laughs> two big chances. Obviously, 
there's a lot of debate with should they have had a penalty. Um, Frank Lampard was was fuming afterwards, wasn't he? He says you, you don't get those decisions at, at Anfield. Um, like Joel Matip has basically like brushed Anthony Gordon aside in the box and VAR yeah. have apparently looked at it, but not you know, deemed it enough contact to be a penalty, which I don't know about. I think it probably is a pen. I think you, you do get them and you do see them. Um, and obviously that would have changed the game. But then, yeah, Liverpool do what they do. They've got class players. Divock Origi, super sub, supreme, scores against Everton every single time he plays them. Um, and yeah, he he pretty much changed the game. He was involved in the first goal and and scored the second. So yeah. when you when when you can bring players like that off the off the bench and who are not playing all season and pop up with really important goals as he does for Liverpool, that that can be the difference. But there's something about Liverpool right now that it's like an invincibility. It's yeah. like they they can't lose at the moment, and you just feel like when there's a tiny bit of momentum in the game, the crowd senses it and lifts all of them, and it's just like. Yeah, it's it's inevitable that, that they will win and it was inevitable they were going to eventually come through that game. Okay. Can I ask what you guys thought about um, Everton's... Well, the, the discourse from Everton's tactics because <clears throat> I think people are massively overreacting to how Everton played that game because if I remember when Everton under Lampard went to Spurs... And they tried to press them off the pitch and they just got absolutely ripped apart. Literally, the game was done within like 25 minutes, wasn't it? Um, And so Everton, like under Lampard, they want to play a high-pressing game. But against Liverpool and when you need to stay out of the relegation zone, I thought their tactics and game plan was absolutely spot on. And I thought Carragher actually let himself down a little bit in commentary because he's supposed to be neutral. And he... He always talks about how much he loves Simeone. And this was literally a Simeone like tactical plan, wasn't it? And I just felt that, yeah, I don't know. He's supposed to be neutral. And I love Jamie Carragher as a pundit, but I didn't think he was particularly neutral. He, he, uh, he's talking about the Richarlison stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also just the way he was like being so anti Lampard's tactics. And it's like, yeah. but, you know, like if Everton go to Anfield and press the same way they press against Spurs, they are going to get torn apart. And I thought the way like Lampard like instructed his team, I mean, it worked for 45 minutes, it worked for 60 minutes, really, didn't it? And yeah. with a bit of luck, Everton could have yeah. at least got a point. Matip, like, if that's a penalty, is it a sending off? Like, mm. it, they were close to getting something. Yeah, yeah, they were. And everyone, everyone's everyone been taking the p- Lampard anyway after that Spurs game. And if, if he did play yeah. those tactics against Liverpool, I think they lost like 15-0 or something stupid. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he finally decided to, to have a bit smart about him and, and set up in the correct way. And then he gets slaughtered for doing that. So, you know, he, he can't really win. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see who goes down between them and Burnley because you do yeah. feel like it's between them two. I feel like Watford and Norwich are probably already gone. Um, but between them two, I don't know who I want to stay up. Is it Burnley because I'm still angry at them for sacking Dyche yeah. or is it <laughs> That's Lampard? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've, I've got mixed feelings. If Dyche was still there, we'd be like, come on, Burnley. Yeah, we but would, now we're yeah. like, oh, I'm not sure now. Maybe change our mind. Do you know what's been really nice throughout the podcast? We haven't really talked about Spurs, have we? Oh, and normally Joe would be God. talking about Spurs and we can't get a word in edgeways, which would encourage me to have a rant about Man United. But we haven't done that. It's actually quite refreshing to talk about other teams. You haven't said a huge amount about um, Arsenal, though, I don't think, this week, Mike. And yeah, you know, I didn't... If you want to say something, just 
say it. No, I didn't want to say you've got another three hours, mate. <laughs> no, 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 you know what? I think it, it, it just speaks for itself, uh, the game at the weekend, Hannah. Like, we, yeah, it was quite a controversial game, but I feel like we, we, sh- we should have won that in the first half because United would like they honestly they were just like all right we're not going to play anyone in midfield just walk through and score um and to to be fair you did you did turn up in the second half and there was a few dodgy decisions maybe um but I feel like overall Arsenal deserved to win and yeah it just shows where the where the two clubs are at the moment yeah it does anything to say on Spurs Joe no, you can't speak. Okay. Well, let's move on to uh, <laughs> any other business because this week a cat gave birth to over 70 kittens. What's the worst thing oh. to ever come out of your body? I'm going to say my kids. Um, what about you, what about you Simon? <laughs> um, oh, Joe knows this story. Um, I, had a, I had a hemorrhoid once. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, I've had piles, yeah. Um, Sorry. The, the way that just silenced the podcast, by the way, <laughs> you were both absolutely oh. shocked. Oh, how many piles? Um, Are they like grapes? Do they look like... Just one. Yeah, it was like a little um, like a little fleshy grape just hanging hanging out my bum. Um, weirdly, <laughs> I, I was like 27 when I got it, maybe 28. I was pretty young to get a pile. It's almost um, like when you know when you go around your mate's house and you sort of shout up to their bedroom and ask if they can come out and they put their head out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. Um, the weirdest thing was that, like, I got my girlfriend to look at it. I was like, I was like, is that cause what your ex It's pretty obvious. She's sitting opposite me right now. Wow. Fair play to her. Jesus. Fair play indeed. She's so, she's um, so nice as well, Hannah. It's extraordinary. Well, to make you feel better, I've put through so much. My granny had to have half a s after she had given birth to my mum because of so bad um but what about you uh, mike any wow. what's come out of your body that's disgusting so are you just trying to like, I'm, I'm <laughs> follow that yeah exactly <laughs> this is genuinely uh, true have you got, have you, i know bless yeah, her she's died I... now but bless her hannah i don't oh. think i can use that <laughs> yeah but you're oh, just a muscle oh god that is so i didn't bad. think was a real thing i oh, thought it was like it was just slang from my yeah, Ah, oh. yeah. I'm going to have to release a reel where I bleep every other word, basically, and just get people to guess what Hannah was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my granny had my beep, my beep. <laughs> <laughs> and she's died now, bless her. Um, but Mike, have you had anything to come out of you? <laughs> um, I've I've had a chip come out of my nose before. <gasps> From uh, a sneeze? A, a potato chip or like... Yeah, not a, a chipped bone or something. Chip. Not a chip from yeah. a poker, yeah, from a you poker are, game. <laughs> All in. <laughs> Wait, hold on, I've got another one. Um, yeah, um, I was eating a some sort of wrap, and it's weird. Like if you sort of sneeze and choke at the same time, it, it goes up the wrong way, and uh, yeah, it just ended up back on my plate. So I had more food after I finished my my meal. It was great. And did you eat it? <laughs> No, that didn't. Yet. All right, but that's a lie. Because you can eat <laughs> yeah, your yeah, own, no. you can eat your own and swallow your own phlegm. This was a question that somebody asked recently: Is it bad for you to swallow your own phlegm? Because somebody that I was talking to said you can't do it; you have to spit it out. But it's perfectly fine for you to swallow your own In phlegm. What context? Were you I think that conversation. <laughs> it was. It was with my husband actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> talking to someone. <laughs> yeah, I can't even just. I can't even say what conversation we're having. But I was just wondering <laughs> if you just. Get rid of that bit, Joe. Um, nope. 
Because uh, <laughs> I just wondering if you ate the chip that had your own phlegm around it. What if anything will happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I live to tell the tale. Okay. Well, like, do you want me to? Do you want me to wrap up now, Joe? Um, I think we probably should. Yeah. yeah. I think if this if this episode proves anything, I think you need like a scientist, just a weekly scientist, yeah. just to sit in, sit in on the show and be like, "Oh, a pile actually arrives from this." And uh, no, you can't eat your own phlegm covered in. <laughs> I, I think you just need it's like be like Dictionary Corner. Yeah. But can we get an in-house scientist, linguistics professor? <laughs> I reckon. I reckon you should just employ Sean Dyche to do it. <laughs> he, he could just. Yeah. He's, he was yeah, out in Nottingham exactly. a couple of weeks ago, wasn't he? So, not did you see that picture? I did. Yeah, what a ledge! Yeah. That is that is classic Deitch, isn't it? Just on a night out, black polo shirt, not branded, bald head, looking great. He's had a shave and his beard. Oh, that, he was. That I was could smell classic. that picture. You know when you go on a stag do and like yeah. dad and uncle get invited. Yes. <laughs> that was, and they're ready at like three in the afternoon. Yeah. And they've got their bros yeah. on because they're so excited because they haven't been on a proper night out and then they're all smashed and home by eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trainers, no, sorry, jeans and shoes. Got to be done. Got their work shoes on, but really shiny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what um, what fragrance do we reckon he, he pulls on a night out? Well, I think Jean Paul Gaultier. Yeah, we or we was you and I was talking about we were saying maybe dupe or I think I think he's a <laughs> dupe. I yeah. think he's a Bulgari kind of man. I think he's got mm. brute written all over him. <laughs> You're just going for alliteration, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, I think I think he's a Bulgari kind of guy. What do you think, Mike? Not like he smothers. He smothers himself in bare excrement. I think for a night out. Billy Bear is a legend. <laughs> and if he can't eat it, I'll scrape it out his mouth with my nails. Yeah. Um, right, I think that's a good place to finish. So don't forget, if you want to follow us, just follow us on the socials. I don't know all the the hag, hags, the hashtags. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you just get like your clip from the other week, Joe, and just add the, right. those bits in? So like us and review us because it really helps. It helps on algorithm and that. But thank you very much. Thanks, on Simon, algorithm. for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Were you born in the 50s? Like, you're from another times. I don't know what I am, where I've come from, or who I even am. Um, but thanks for joining us. So you're back on next week, are you, Simon? No. Um, I, no. no, I don't think so. But, but, <laughs> oh, good luck with this edit, Joe. Honestly. Oh. <laughs> You're not on next week. Well, thanks so much for coming on this week. Well, thank Joe's you so much for having me. Thank you. Mike, as ever, thanks for coming on. And it's been great to see you. You, you too, guys. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Good luck with the edit, Joe. Thanks. Cheers. See you next week. Bye. Podcast Network.